0: welcome to another episode of strange planet and thanks for sticking me in your ear we are about to discover the unifying factor that connects human beings with extraterrestrials Giulio consiglio is a spiritual author and teacher and the author of challenge your thoughts the healing frequency open your third eye and his latest cosmic contact Giulio, welcome
2: how are you Richard, I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Take me back to uh, a walk in the park in uh, Hamilton, Ontario, back in 2018, which seems to be, um, well, it's not necessarily the beginning of all of this for you, but it's certainly a pivotal
2: moment. It was. So I was power walking one day in Hamilton, and for no reason, I came around the one turn, I stopped and took a picture of the sky for no reason. And because of sun glare, I couldn't look at it right away. So I finished my, my walk, and when I got home, you know, I, I cleaned up, and I was reminded, you know, there's a picture sitting there. So I took the picture and I looked at it, and I immediately was struck by what appeared to be two clouds, one next to another. The one on the left struck me as a gray the one to the right, and I still have this photo saved, appeared to be another sort of species. I didn't make too much of it. I showed it to some friends, some family, a few skeptical friends, and they all sort of said, yeah, that looks like two faces looking at you. Uh, I never made much more of it after that, you know, and uh, fast forward two years, that's when uh, sightings began.
0: So, um, well, tell me about that. This, this is in October of 2020, uh, October the eighth, I think. Yes. What happened?
2: So I had actually been staying in within the townhouse for several months. I was working up and finishing up "Open Your Third Eye." So this one particular evening, I finally came out and 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 hung out with two of my friends, Matt and James. So a few minutes had gone by, and I was suddenly drawn to this one part of the sky, where I witnessed—I I, want to say about five or six times, you know, several times bigger than than a hula hoop. It was silent. I didn't notice any propellers. And I said to the guys, you know, and I had that on recording too. And I actually uh, let out a profanity like, what is that? And um, we watched it for for several minutes and we walked out onto the sidewalk and we actually watched it continue for several miles. So we didn't know really what to make of that. uh, And we headed back to the backyard and we were now. Facing the northwest sky towards James's end unit, and I was suddenly drawn to a particular area of the sky, and I had my phone ready uh, in my hand, and I noticed a pill-shaped object coming down. I'm going to say about 45-degree trajectory, and you could hear me saying in the recording, "You know what is that?" And um, that evening, that th- those two initial sightings opened the door to experiences that have just been absolutely incredible
0: the uh the pill-shaped object sounds remarkably like the tic-tac uh that famous video of course from the uh the the uh u.s navy fighter group off of the coast of uh, san diego i believe of course that came out that video uh came out just after that infamous New York, not infamous, but that landmark New York Times article in December of 2017, now known as the Tic Tac video. I'm guessing you've seen that video. Does the Do the objects in that video look like your pill-shaped object?
2: It, it does resemble that. And I remember when I, when I would look at it through the naked eye, it was actually, the sun was setting in that part of the sky too. So it was actually also much brighter. And I noticed just a, a shininess to it uh the video you know is as is, is decent as it is it really can't come close to what we saw with the naked eye
0: you but you had you know different types of sightings some of you described as um uh double black double triangles um strange you know flashing lights uh, you talked about a whirlwind of activity that was uh, that was just last year, less less than a year ago, December of last year. Tell me about what
2: happened. To December was it? December? Yeah, December. December fourth. Yeah. So so that evening, I actually sort of ignored the urge because I'd been receiving sort of these download hits, you know, when to go outside. This one particular evening, I was watching one of my favorite shows on DVD, and I sort of ignored it. And I got a text from Matt saying, "Get out here, like now, hurry." So I got out there and. They were watching or looking in the northwest sky again at the end, and there were objects just cruising across the sky, and they weren't very high. And that evening, you know, within minutes of sort of being out there, I sort of uh, I experienced a shift in the environment, and just things started to really change rapidly. And it wasn't the first sighting with this triangle, but that night Matt was closer to me. So after those initial experiences. Matt was about 6 or 8 feet from me and I was looking sort of perpendicular to the northwest sky and looking straight up and that black triangle cruised on by one light at the tip I said triangle it's back Matt caught it James a little bit further out he, uh, further out he missed it
0: How many how many uh, of these black triangles have you seen
2: I'm going to say this particular object five or six times in its 3D energetic form, but I've come to understand it a little bit more through channeling and just through my own observation and connecting, especially with the spontaneous flashes of light, the the source of, of, of that, those uh, spontaneous flashes.
0: What is this download you speak of that you receive that sort of prompts you to go outside? How, explain what that looks like or, or
2: feels like. Absolutely. So for several years, I've been operating through inner stillness, I made a shift in consciousness in 2005. So a lot of my writing and a lot of my books are automatic writing. So what happens is, as I put my attention on something in particular, or just be open to something trying to send me information, I receive it as like an instant knowing. So if I'm writing, I just, it's just literally your writing. But otherwise, it just comes as a knowing. So I would get the impression there's something out there. or I would experience sort of spontaneous flashes of light in my living room. And this one particular night, December 4th, I was ignoring it because I was watching TV. But that's how it happened. So through that channel of inner stillness, so I describe it as clarity, there's not really any second guessing. There's a nudging sort of a knowing, and you either act upon it or you don't.
0: Are these, all of these events somehow connected to that first picture you took of the clouds back in 2018, do you think?
2: It's possible, Uh, I can't say for sure, but in writing this book, I've I've discovered that they describe themselves as a collective or a collective of consciousness. So it could very well be connected to the intelligences we're experiencing back here, but, but I can't say for certain.
0: So what other kind of uh, cues do you experience besides this kind of this, you know, you mentioned a a flash of light or before a sighting takes place, what other are you ever getting at? I don't know, a telepathic communication.
2: Uh, It's similar. So for example, on the, on the first night that we witnessed the triangle, we were in the backyard. It was a fairly clear night and I was talking to the guys and I suddenly just decided to move about seven or eight feet away from them. As I moved away from them, I got a vibrational wave or or sort of like a a knowing to look up because this object was so blended in the night sky that had I not been so in tune with my environment and, and, and have that awareness, absolutely easily missed. When Matt finally came over and James, Matt thought it was Canada geese in a V formation. I said, focus, guys, take a look at this thing.
0: How big are these craft? Any way of knowing?
2: My estimate, you know, it being two or three hundred feet, I'm gonna say 40, 50 foot on a side. I, I can't say for certain, but that's that's my estimate. It, it, it wasn't you know incredibly large, but it was it was a lot bigger than a car. And how
0: close did you did did they get to you? How close were they?
2: I'm gonna say about two or three hundred feet in that 3D form but i've i've recorded several of this object coming in as more energetic and it has been maybe 150 200 feet but the other thing i would add is the orbs or in its energetic form as orbs it has been 40 50 feet above the townhouse and i've recorded those
0: first they appear as an orb and then then they Rematerialize as a black triangle? Is that how it
2: happens? This is what ha- I have found astounding in a sense. So, this consciousness based technology and it, it operating or being able to downgrade their energy signature to a 3D touch, feel, craft to something that can break apart. And, and we only discovered this May. So, following that initial sighting with the triangle, We were in the backyard and it was dusk and I was facing the driveway. My two friends were facing me, my neighbors, and I said, it's back triangle. Only this time it appeared more holographic. They turned around. We watched it cruise about two to three hundred feet to the right of us and in front of us as it crossed over the neighbor behind us, vanished before our very eyes. We stood there for about two or three minutes because these experiences if i can describe them they're incredibly uplifting and incredibly moving and quite profound so we stood there for a few minutes and we were now facing in the same direction again i was facing that driveway and this time if you can imagine a triangle or a pyramid wider at the base and come to a point at the top dissect that in half and then dissect it horizontally you have four pieces it was coming In and out. Those four pieces were coming together and moving apart. We were absolutely, I was absolutely astounded because I caught it first. And I said, triangle, it's back. Matt screamed out, BS. I said, turn around. They turned around and we watched this in a more holographic nature, I'm going to say. Same pattern, two to 300 feet to the right of us and then vanish before our eyes.
0: How often are you seeing them now? And and how often do you get these? uh this experience of knowing or these cues or feelings
2: uh whenever it's present but there it, we've gone from sightings i'm going to say one two a month you know every couple of weeks to now virtually especially if it's a clear night virtually every time i'm out there i'm recording two or three objects but it's not unusual to us for us to have several sightings in one evening now
0: are you the common denominator? For example, I mean, if you weren't there, let's say you took a holiday and you're out in Prince Edward Island and Matt, your friend Matt is here. If you're not present, are these sightings continuing or are you the common denominator?
2: Uh, My sense is I am the common denominator and I had sort of a knowing that I would be able to experience this elsewhere. So it was my birthday this past July and the following day, I was in the backyard with my sister, and we started experiencing low craft coming in, spontaneous flashes of light, her seeing the spontaneous flashes of light, and I ended up recording some of those. So uh, my sense is there is a connection.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick time out. We'll come back and explore that connection in a little more detail with Giulio Consiglio, the author of Cosmic Contact. Stay with us.
1: is Richard Serrett's strange planet
0: Giulio Consiglio cosmic contact spiritual insights into triangular UFOs extraterrestrial communication and encounter preparation Um, what what kind of preparation goes into uh, or or I guess um, precedes these downloads of knowing and experiences and cues and so forth, do you you have to meditate prior to receiving these downloads?
2: Um, Essentially, since 2005, I've been living moment by moment within that dimension of inner stillness. So before making that shift in in consciousness personally, I experienced several personal fires and there were sort of lessons to sort of wake me up. So living in the present moment raises my frequency to the point where the mind is quieted and it's in that dimension of stillness that that is that unifying factor or universal consciousness that connects us with them so that that channel or that frequency makes it a lot easier to be able to pick up when they're present or you know follow cues or or just observe shifts in the environment that sort of direct you look this way or look that way
0: anything unusual uh well aside from seeing these amazing crafts like time slowing down time slips missing time anything like that
2: haven't ex- experienced any time slips or missing time uh, uh, the the i would say i'd have to underline is that the experiences are incredibly incredibly profound or, or spiritual so Operate, so from a 3D point of view, or let's say the, the, the human consciousness point of view, this this reality looks very separate from the spiritual world or spiritual reality or quantum field. But coming from that 5D, inner stillness, spiritual reality, you realize the two worlds are one. So experiencing these, I, like personally, I can't help but feel incredibly uh, uplifted during during these sightings.
0: Uh People see all sorts of different shapes. You know, there are cigar-shaped crafts. There are the, the classic, you know, saucer-shaped craft. Um, what is it with with these black triangles? Or do you have these these transcendent experiences with other shaped crafts as well? Or is it primarily the the black triangles?
2: That's a great question. So we have witnessed, from you know, further out, what I would describe as maybe Merkaba or light body ships. So. I've actually, you know, been able to record some of these. And when I screenshot them, you see very geometric patterns to them. Um, uh, uh, The other thing I sort of will will mention, and it's sort of like an insight, I feel, there's an individual that, that I saw on Twitter. So he's been recording what looks like birds or, you know, natural phenomena. And he has managed to slow down the recordings and show that this thing, for example, what appears to be a bird, was shape-shifting during those shutter, uh, slowing down of the shutter speed. So it it wouldn't surprise me because I have realized there is a sense of humor to them, but that they would be mimicking in some way some of the things that we have here. So the the triangular uh, object and its ability to transform or even fly in a V formation um, on my pin tweet, for example, on Twitter, you see five orbs flying and and it reminds me of of birds, how birds would fly in a V formation. So I think from one point uh, they are mimicking, you know, some of the things we have here. And the other is I find they have somewhat of a sense of humor because especially in the triangular or sorry, in the orbs when the orbs are, are, are in play, there's a very much playfulness to it. And I relate it to dolphins.
0: Interesting. Um, Stephen Greer, you know, developed these protocols for, I guess he calls it, uh, close encounters of the fifth kind where you can use your consciousness to, you know, to call these crafts, you know, in towards you where you can witness them. Do you participate in, in, in that? I mean, are you, are you using your consciousness to try and draw these crafts, you know, towards you or... Are are they coming at their own behest? What what do you think is happening here? Uh,
2: What's happening is I'm allowing it to happen to me through me. So when I approach going out there or even that first night, I wasn't expecting anything to happen. So it's coming in that through non attachment and just allowing things to unfold, I find has been the greatest success. So when I'm back there, I'm absolutely not trying anything to happen. I may be out there and say, I know you're here. Uh, you can go ahead and and come forward. But other than that, you know, it's just approaching it with an openness. I want to say a fearlessness. So I feel, you know, even the first night, there was no fear. It was more of, I'm going to say some elation and shock, uh, you know, that we were able to experience it. And then subsequently to experience that same triangular object a second or third time, just quite profound. But you're not really trying, you're allowing and just, you know, my understanding is these highly evolved beings, they're not attached in the sense that we can sort of coerce them to do things. I, I've asked several times, let's say, I'm going to say nine times out of 10, I'll ask if I see a spontaneous flash, can you do that again? And oftentimes they will. And sometimes they won't. And I can't help but burst out into laughter because I realize they're going to do what they're going to want to do. But oftentimes they, they do respond uh, to that request.
0: So... Are they if you're seeing these you know in your backyard it, it on a, such a frequent um level it's it it suggests that they're they're out there they're all over the place they're everywhere is that the case
2: absolutely so my sense is they usually operate in higher frequencies so once you're in that sixth dimension they're essentially invisible you know unless you're really really highly tuned into the environment you might be able to detect them but six and when they upgrade to seventh dimension you're really not going to see them they're blended in but uh you know when they downgrade and and you're seeing them either as orbs or merkabas or down to a 3d craft th- that's when they really become visible but th- i have realized you know even when i wrote open your third eye you know and having some paranormal experiences i knew anything was possible And, you know, the space that we're surrounded in, this nothingness, the space, there is more to that quantum field than we can even begin to imagine.
0: Any any sense of where they're coming from? Are they extraterrestrial or interdimensional?
2: My sense is off-planet, interdimensional, parallel realities, incredibly, I want to say, energy masters. So they, they know how to manipulate energy and through that connectedness, that, in, that interconnectedness, oneness, uh, you know, they are able to understand and know and read energy and read other people's energy. So they are incredibly highly evolved.
0: And what's the purpose? Why are they revealing themselves to you specifically?
2: I sense there's a connection, and it's my openness through that inner stillness that that drew them to me. And I want to say they're here, you know, in my channeled writings. You know, they've they've sort of underlined we're not your saviors. We're waiting for humanity to to meet us halfway. Because what would they say? What would be the purpose of revealing ourselves on mass with the majority of human beings not open or ready to it? It would just be essentially another distraction. So I think they realize he's fearless, you know, because I'm actually welcome, welcoming them. And, uh, you know, I, I I can sort of offer a message or be a channel for them to to share what they want to say.
0: So you talk about a unifying factor
2: between whatever these things are and us, human beings. What is yeah. it? It's that consciousness or dimension of inner stillness. So it's it's universal. The dimension of inner stillness is essentially that baseline consciousness within each and every one of us that we can tune into through that doorway that is the present moment so the the, and i want to preface this there's nothing wrong whatsoever with ego consciousness when we come into this realm we are uh we take on an ego and we operate for the most part between past and future again nothing wrong with it but there me personally there came a time where the personal pain and suffering was so much i needed to sort of find another way to sort of end this personal suffering. And it was through that present moment where you're able to transcend and raise your frequency and actually rise above thought and then tune into what I describe as that unifying factor or universal consciousness.
0: Does that have anything
2: um,
0: to do with how they they traverse such huge, well, I don't know if they're traversing vast distances. If they're interdimensional, they could be right in front of our nose all the time. But does this consciousness have anything to do with the way they, um, I don't know, not power their vessels, but
2: travel? Travel, yeah. It, my sense or understanding is it's consciousness-based technology. So they are able through intention and just simply by willing it able to travel so they're they're traveling at the speed of thought so there's really no uh, to put it plainly there's no order of difficulty for them uh in able to to travel to teleport to 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 move between dimensions uh, that's my that's my understanding
0: we're going to take another quick timeout, out julio back with more of our conversation cosmic contact julio consiglio stay with us
1: Truth will set you free, 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 but first, it will really tick you off. Welcome back to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet.
0: Julia Consiglio, Cosmic Contact. Uh, how do we get a copy?
2: So that's, uh, the book is available through Amazon.ca.com.
0: All right. Um, this, uh, you talk about an awareness or an expanded awareness opening the door to experiencing these crafts um can you i don't know give us a crash course on how you do that
2: Uh, absolutely so the first thing i would i would say is become aware of the present moment um if if we reflect on this and, and i'm gonna really make this simple if we reflect on the past and the future and realize that the past is ultimately only experienced within our minds because it always arrived in the present. And the future, which tends to project forward, is always gonna arrive in the now. You can make a bit of a shift and just realize, hang on, the present moment is is where we raise our frequencies, where we ascend sort of in consciousness, and that's where you're gonna find them. So by becoming very present in the moment, you begin to quiet the mind down and now you become sort of open to experience. The other thing I'm going to say is if if you have that desire to make a connection and to experience sightings is to approach it without attachment, just simply bring awareness to it and look up and just allow things to unfold. What I want, in other words, don't try to make anything happen. The awareness is it, I say this in several of my books, awareness is everything, and it's what opens the door. So understanding or realizing this phenomena does exist immediately shifts from potential in the quantum field to possibility and experience in this 3D reality.
0: Does anything else come through when you're in this heightened sense or state of awareness of the of uh, the ever-present now, I guess? Does anything else come through besides these crafts? I mean, are you more open to other types of paranormal activity?
2: Uh, yeah. So, in in writing "Open Your Third Eye," I was actually going to title it something else because there was several years there. I was living in Burlington, and I was experiencing tons of paranormal paranormal phenomena. And I, I, when you're that sort of, you know, sort of razor sharp focused in the present moment, you experience energy it's quite, quite loud. So just, just a brief example. This one fall day, I was heading out to go to chapters. I I love reading whenever I can. And I was living in a semi, uh, across the street from a cemetery, actually, believe it or not. And our windows, our our respective windows are about seven feet, six and a half feet, seven feet off the ground. So it was a raised porch. This one day, I opened the door and I stepped out and I glanced to the right. As I glanced to the right, I saw a full-bodied apparition female all dressed in black i will never forget the whispering of the bottom of the dress peering into my neighbor's blinds that astounded me i didn't say anything when she turned around the anger all i saw was the whites of the eyes and her eyes were a lot larger than than what you would normally see on a human being and immediately began to circle and become smaller and smaller and then vanish and i sort of called out and i said where'd you where are you going and so that was one of the experiences I had. Had I just grabbed my keys just you know not been aware and went out I probably would have missed that. Uh, the, the another sort of I'll give another short example. I was going to buy a farmhouse about a year and a half ago about an hour and a half from Cambridge west of here. And because of all these measures and everything the agent unlocked the door and said, "I'm going to go through the straight to the back and I'll wait for you." I said, "Okay, no problem." So I went into the kitchen went left into the family room, and went into the first master bedroom, hit by feelings of fear, anger, hate. When I flicked the lights on, I noticed it was still dark. And I sort of had a a feeling of death. I tried to ignore it because I love the house so much. So I brought my measuring tape with me. I'm measuring things. Went into the other rooms. No problem. I got outside and I said to her, you know what, I'm being led back into that house. I went back in and I said, into that room, and I said, I called out to her. I said, did someone die in this house? Did someone die in this room? Because the feelings that I had initially were now exponentially heavier. She never came near that room. I stepped out, and her neck was red as a pepper. And she said, I'm trying to sell this house for my friend, my best friend's parents. They both died in that bedroom a few weeks ago. And she wasn't going to tell me, but the heaviness, I mean, it was like pea soup. And I remember saying, I couldn't stay here another five minutes, let alone sleeping here at night. So I didn't end up buying it. I probably could have done a clearing, but I felt it was so raw, so heavy. I decided not to purchase that farmhouse.
0: Is there a a common denominator that connects uh, ghosts and whatever it was you saw hovering outside someone's window and these black triangle craft? Is there something that explains
2: all of it? I would simply say that all of this exists in the quantum field or in that unseen world. And as we raise our frequencies and tune into that 5D consciousness or that dimension of inner stillness, that's where we're able to really read energy, become more aware. And and when you're operating through that sort of awareness and have an understanding of these things, what was once, let's say, scary now really doesn't impact you because you have an understanding of it. So when we understand something, you really can't fear it.
0: What, are the, what other types of uh, sh- shapes or phenomena have you seen just staring up at the stars? I mean, you've seen stars that you first thought were stars, and then I guess they started moving around and disappearing.
2: Tell me it, about it, those. Exactly. So my first experience with that was January of this past year. I noticed a low stationary, what I thought was a star in the northwest sky. And when I went to grab my camera, it vanished before my eyes. And I've had that experience even recently in between a low range sighting where I was more verbal this time. I saw what appeared to be a low star on the right side of the northwest sky. And I I uttered, you're not a star. And it immediately went lights out. And then I had a, a close sighting and then a few minutes later, left side of the sky and sort of telepathically or in my mind, I said, you're not a star. Come on. And it would just go lights out. So initially, you know, I sort of when you're back there and you're observing and looking at the stars, you sort of get a, a little bit of a you know roadmap. OK, this is supposed to be here. There, there, there's the Big Dipper. But but these ones in particular were brighter lower and you just sort of i remember especially in january you had that feeling you were being watched and you know to have that confirmation to have it vanish uh i find quite remarkable
0: any um communication with these i mean i mean not just a a a sense of knowing or a flash of light but any i don't know how how to describe it it could be telepathic i suppose but any kind of
2: dialogue no no dialogue in that sense i mean when i was focusing on on the collective back there and i was getting downloads that's one thing but there have been times for example where i i witnessed something and i wasn't sure what i witnessed and i said if that was you and i had one instant and i couldn't get it on camera because it was moving really fast the orbs flew right above my head and just at an incredible speed so there is that I'm going to say in one sense, it was more. It has been more one way in the sense that I'm I'm trying to dialogue and I'm getting responses, but I'm not getting, you know, a, a lot of dialogue back.
0: So where is this all headed? I mean, is this just going to imagine continue, uh, you know, every week or so? You're going to see another one of these graphs or you're going to see orbs. You're going to have a sense of knowing. You're going to receive some kind of a cue. You're going to go out, look up at the sky. There it is. Like, is this building towards something, do you think?
2: My my sense it is. And from my understanding is I wouldn't be surprised if contact were to happen within a year or two years or maybe even three years. But uh, my sense is it has it gone so exponential in the sense that, you know, one sighting to now several a night or stepping out in the back door and having a spontaneous flash. I, I can see the progression. So. I don't want to say, you know, for certain if, when, or, or what, but my, my, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, I, I I sense that number one, they're already here. They've always been here and it's, they're ready to reveal themselves to those who, who have that desire and who are willing to make contact.
0: Any idea what that contact will, will look like, feel like?
2: That's a great question. And my, my sense is, Coming within, even you know, feet feet of of an individual who who is who has reached that level of awareness, is just going to be incredibly powerful or, or energetically shifting. So you know, c- coming or meeting something of of that nature, uh, through through the dimension of inner stillness, I I sense I'm going to be close in the sense of that baseline consciousness. It's just that they have an awareness that is just. So much more advanced than what we're aware of, um, but 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 that's my my, my sense. It's going to be because because experiencing, for example, those orbs, you know, uh, at 150, 200 feet, it is moving. It is incredibly moving in, within. and within. And the the I, I've described it. You know, my my shift in consciousness in between patients on off of Upper James and Hamilton was quite profound. A- and this is there up there, if not at sometimes more profound than that.
0: Um, what, what would you ask them? What would be your first question?
2: I would probably ask them for a proper or true history, because I can't help but feel that so much has been hidden from us. That civilizations have come and gone, and there have been, uh, if you want to use the word cover-ups, but. There's there more to us. I mean, from one point of view, if we say strictly spiritual, you know, if you if you if you believe in a creator or a source that we all are extensions of God or source, whatever name you want to give. But I can't help but feel that there is a connection or that, you know, even though there is one creator, that we were perhaps as human beings. And I can't say for certain, this planet was seeded by high intelligences. So that is, that is one of the first questions I was asked is, you know, our true history.
0: Have you ruled out the possibility they might be angelic?
2: I haven't ruled anything out. And uh, th- I, I, that that's actually a great question because my experience with this is that it's all been spiritual. It's all been quite spiritual. So, you know, even if you look at the word angel, it means messenger. So, um, there is a massive spiritual component that people are not aware of to, to this. And I should probably add this. We may see them as, as alien or, or strangers. They see us as family. And once you understand something, and I'll give a quick description. I, I, I talked about this in the book. We look at sharks and sharks breathe underwater. We don't see that as alien. but And the reason being, is because we grew up watching them, seeing them on TV, we're accustomed and we have an understanding of them. But what if we realize that these highly evolved beings are simply more aware or other highly advanced versions of us, but are coming back to assist in our awakening or humanity's ascension. So I find that with understanding, when you understand something, the word alien, regardless of what we're talking about, is removed from the equation with understanding.
0: I, I spoke recently with Dr. Michael Masters, who has this time travel hypothesis with it when it comes to, I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work, the idea that uh, the, these beings are basically our uh, descendants coming back um, through time. And they have, you know, evolved, uh, perhaps because of their environment, because of the climate, um, to look the way they do, whether we're talking about grays or Nordics or, or whatever. What do you think of uh, Dr. Master's time travel hypotheses?
2: I don't know his work, but everything you said, I'm glad you said it, and it resonates with me deeply that they are more than likely are future versions of us that have come back to assist in our ascension. When we look at if, if we look at what's been going on in the past two, three years within the collective of humanity from a 3D point of view or human point of view, it almost looks like we're going to hell in a handbasket. Having experienced fires in my own personal life, when I look back with clarity, I realize those all served a purpose. And they served a purpose, a soul purpose from my awakening and shifting consciousness. So this is where we're headed. So The outer world, with all its drama and chaos, is reminding us to go within, to to not rely on outer institutions, to come back to the sovereignty within us and realize who we are, to go beyond the fear. Because with a lot of people, it almost feels like the planet is blanketed in fear, but there is a purpose in that. It's to realize what fear truly is. So we can identify with fear. We can identify with our anxieties, or we can choose to become aware of them and observe them. The moment you observe, instead of identifying with, you create that space of awareness. That's where spontaneous transformation can take place.
0: It makes it, uh, the, the the idea of, you know, disclosure, oh, it's just around the corner. It, it almost makes it seem uh, like that's trivializing it, like, you know, one day they're going to just land on the white house lawn and announce their presence. If what you're saying is true, I mean it's going to take it's almost like it has to happen individual by individual by individual. Uh that makes it sound almost like disclosure is far more remote or far more complicated.
2: That's a great question. What I would say is this and I've said this several times uh, lately disclosure is not going to true disclosure is not gonna come from agencies or governments, but from citizens having the experiences, being you know, blessed enough or, or, or lucky enough to record these, to, to have an understanding and share it with others. Several of my Instagram followers, you know, without me even you know, discussing too much, but just sort of reading into what I'm saying and doing during my sightings have had their own sightings. And it's, it's, it's been exponential. I feel it's, it's going to happen a lot sooner, but in terms of them showing up on, on the White House lawn, it, it's not going to happen in that sense until humanity has shifted from fear and separation where we've been conditioned to believe we're separate from each other when the truth is oneness. We're all one in consciousness. So it, it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. I see it truthfully, more organically and through citizens.
0: What happens after cosmic contact? What then?
2: I see a sharing of their technology with us. I see them assisting us in the sense that they're going to inspire us to to become more, to remember our, our our origins, and so the potential what I see there is quite limitless.
0: Julio, anything I haven't asked you that you think is important to share with my listeners?
2: Uh, I I would say is. There's nothing alien to this when when you approach it with some understanding. I think that's important. And waiting for something outside of you, whether it's your own personal uh, uh, spiritual maturity or or, or growth, waiting for something outside of you to do it for you or waiting for some sort of disclosure to come from outside of you, ultimately the experience is is within. So I would say um, realize there's so much more to us Then we can imagine so much more than what we've been conditioned to believe who and what we are. And I would say, if if you're open to it, I would suggest you explore that.
0: Uh, Julio, again, Cosmic Contact, how do we get a copy?
2: Uh, Through amazon.ca or .com.
0: Is there a website? My
2: website, uh, there is a link uh, on my website. It's julioconsiglio.com. And um, like I said, there are several videos that I've shared. Twitter. Instagram—they're there for you to, to take a look at, but some of them are just so so moving. I suggest you know whoever wants to have a look at them.
0: All right, and uh, look for the um, the website URL in the episode notes. Julio, a great pleasure. Thank you so much for this.
2: I, I'm so honored, Richard. Thank you so much. and It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe at StrangePlanetPodcast.com.